Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder, Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Damage Control, Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, anti-aging supplement. Available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, introducing your host, L. Russ. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today I have a couple of paleo converts to the scene. Kara and Jimmy Han, welcome to the show. Thank Hi. you. Hi. Yeah, Kara and Jimmy are uh, two good friends of mine. Basically, Kara and Jimmy are in the music industry, and Kara has produced lots of music for commercials. And Jimmy Hahn is the lead guitarist of Air Supply, along with having played with Yes and countless other composers and musicians from Celine Dion to, you know, doing demos for Cher and in Cheryl Crow's first band. So we'll definitely get to the rock star part of this conversation uh, at some point, because I definitely want to hear some of that. But I want to start off with both of you are honestly, I've known you for 15 years or so, and you're the last people I thought would ever go down the primal path. In fact, I know, Kara, you can tell the story, but you could tell everyone why I didn't even like give you a book when I started working for Primal Blueprint. Like I didn't even like suggest or even tell you about it. And can you tell people why I thought you were the last person on earth? Oh, because I, <laughs> I love pasta so much and bread. Um yeah, I think I've primarily lived on pastas and breads and rice. And, yeah, you no know, kidding. Um, Every night it was pasta of some sort. Of some sort, you know? yeah. Yeah. And, and even, I, even before Primal, I remember, though, you saying, like, years ago, someone must have said something about not eating grains, and I remember your comment was like, oh, that's just never going to happen. Like, I'm never getting yeah. my And I think that that's why I didn't suggest it to you, because I had heard that already. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, I'll never give that up. How could I ever live without it? And now I think, like, oh, my God, how did I ever live with it? <laughs> yeah, and let's talk about that. Because so, you know, I know Jimmy sort of by default, you went primal because, you know, Kara cooks most of your meals and, and you, know, you always sit down and have a really nice dinner, which is what I love about you guys. You turn off the phones and you sit there and you enjoy uh, always a healthy meal. Even when you did eat pasta, you guys were still, quote unquote, healthy. But Kara, it was really a discussion I had with you about you have Hashimoto's and you are on thyroid hormone replacement and have been for many years. And we had a discussion about, you know, grains and Hashimoto's. And so tell us about how you I think also you watched Mark's transformational seminar. So tell us, like, what got you hooked and what even led you down the path? Well, I think, you know, with you talking, once we, we opened up the dialogue about it and learned more, I watched Mark's video, and it all really made sense to me. And especially with having Hashimoto's, um, because it's an autoimmune disease, I really thought I needed to make a change in my life, in my eating. And I, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to try something new that I think is going to be better for me. So I said, why not? Let's just give this a try. Cause I knew that, you know, through talking with you about being primal, but also with all the research and everything that you've done for your book, um, I said, you know, I'm going to give this a try. And it really truly made a difference for me. I feel so much better now that I've gone primal. And like, I just don't feel as puffy or bloated or achy and like, 
you know, or even like having like that foggy brain thing going on. And where I really noticed the difference in it was my blood work for my when I got my thyroid done, because when I first started pre being primal, I had antibodies that were above 250, which is pretty, that's really high. Right. And, and most doctors, uh, by the way, for people listening, don't realize that there's something you can do about the antibodies. Right. So they just go, oh, well, that's normal because this person has Hashimoto's and they're on medication and they're doing well otherwise. So the fact that these antibodies are here, like whatever, they just kind of don't even know. So exactly. you, you didn't even know you could lower them throughout your I life. I didn't. Yeah. No, I had no idea. So um, after being primal for about a year and a half, or maybe it was two years, you know, I went in and had my most recent blood work just this, you know, a couple months ago. And I think my um, antibodies were down to 27. That so, is so low for everyone listening. That's really low. In fact, that is indicative of you being able to get them down to practically undetectable levels. And I'm sure you've had a couple of cheats along the way. I mean, we yeah. all, we all, we all oh, do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I do. I definitely cheat. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I let myself have certain things every once in a while. It's not, you know, I'm not eating cake and bread every day, but you know, I do allow myself to have something every once in a while. And then at the beginning it was easy. Now that I've been I guess primal for so, so long, I really notice now when I cheat. So it kind of keeps me from doing that as often. And you, you, as good. and you were also doing, you were actually doing chronic cardio at the time too. You were playing tennis yeah. like three to five days a week sometimes. Yeah. And and tell us a little bit about, like, here's the thing for everyone not listening. Kara's about five, nine, tall and skinny. The person that wears those skinny jeans, you're just like, damn it, why do I have short legs? <laughs> no. um, so you've always like been tall and skinny and there really wasn't, you know, you never really were anybody that ever had weight issues until sort of roughly a little bit before you went primal or at least after you yeah. went primal. It was such a noticeable deflate but not only that you cut down the exercise and I remember you telling me that you were let's talk about the hunger thing because you've contacted me a few times to be like oh my god I love primal and tell us it's amazing so I always well honestly when after I would play tennis or go for a run or you know do some sort of exercise I'd be starving and the first thing I would do is go I'm like oh my god I have to go eat and after I went primal like I hunger never hit me. I never noticed, like I could go an hour or two or to my next meal without eating. And I think the, when I notice it the most is when I travel being primal, I notice it the most when I travel because I don't get hungry on the airplane. I, you know, where before I would always stuff and I actually kind of do still do this. I think it's just out of habit. I pack like little snacks just in case I have so I can have something to eat but it's I never dig into it anymore where I can go for a flight from LA to New York and not even blink twice or think about having something to eat which is really great yeah and that's when you know you're fat adapted is when you can go a long time and Mark even talks about that he's mentioned that actual flight as an example like flying LA to New York and not and and also then being able to get off the plane go to where you need to go that's another hour right and not having to to deal with it um and then also, so so then you by default kind of not not sleight of hand because you know clearly Jimmy you were you were looking at the food she was serving you but were you mm. were you resistant at first Jimmy when when you were you like where's the damn bread absolutely <laughs> I still am I still am. <laughs> and I'm always trying to figure out you know how can they make the bread a little bit you know more like bread or you know 
I, I and you know, I'm like, hey, did you trick me on this? Because it tastes too good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right. usually it's the stuff that tastes really good that I, that I do that with. You know, and I'm just, and then she's like, well, I wasn't going to tell you, but <laughs> yeah, that you know, it's not grain. Right. You know? It's made of zucchini, and you're like, what? Oh yeah. Well, she did that too to me once. <laughs> spaghetti, yeah. but actually, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell yes. us where you noticed the difference. So you were kind of going on a good train for a while. And I know, you know, both of you are really good about taking fish oil and probiotics and supplementation. And, you know, you guys are pretty, pretty clean that way. But Jimmy, years ago, you had a, a bad car, you know, rough accident and had yeah. some injuries and surgeries and some things that, you know, even though you can still live your life, there were some residual, you know, pain or inflammation. And weren't you, I heard a story from Kara where she called me like the next day and was like, wow, Jimmy ate like a bowl of pasta and the next day had a had quite a reaction. Can you tell us about like that contrast and how? Yeah. That- well, you know, I never realized it, and um, I was always like waking up, like at barely getting out of bed because it just, you know, everything ached so badly, and I just thought that it was residual from the you know accident, which probably some of it was, but um, it wasn't until we started, you know, going off of the grains and the pasta. That I realized, wow, it's actually my diet that's causing this. It's really not all of the, you know, residual accident stuff. You know, even though it's probably, yes, that that is a catalyst in there, but it wasn't the whole thing. And so I felt like, I swear to God, a thousand times better when I just completely went off of the pasta. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially pasta, because we used to have that every night. Yeah. So now we're just like doing, you know, fish and well, any meat really, but just staying away from the rices and the pastas and the breads. But but we found some some really cool. Yeah. Well, the other paleo- thing you found some really cool primal bars, huh? That I yeah, I, exactly. I, I I dropped off at your house. Oh and, my gosh! Yeah, I know, they're, so good. they're the best. I know. I need to stock up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. This sounds like a, everyone listening. This sounds like such I, I, such a calculated advertisement, and it's totally <laughs> not. But here's That's the thing. It. No, I just I just my mom came into town, and I for the first time I brought down uh, uh, some of the bars, and my brother and my mom were like, "What?" And they were just like, "Oh my god, these are so good. They are so good, and yeah. they are a great like even Carrie, you mentioned it like a great dessert replacement. You know, if you yeah. still got to feel like you got to have some mm-hmm. or even a meal replacement like on a plane or a bar but i know you guys you've 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 used the shakes i know carrie you make the shakes and stuff like that so you use the primal products too actually um but yeah there's some really great snacks and then you also make your own coconut butter carrie you make some other things paleo like bread at home and right yeah i do i'm trying to think oh i make a great granola paleo granola that's right oh my gosh people freak out i love it it. she jars it up for them you know what i wish we could just run that right now on the podcast or maybe i'll put it on the podcast like link but that's an easy one we've i actually had posted that on my website before that granola is so good everybody that you went to a party with me at mark's house and you brought a huge jar of them and then literally like carrie you know texted me like two weeks later she's like oh my god i need that recipe for that granola (laughs) it's so good so we'll we'll get that up on the i'll put that up on your uh the podcast blog for everybody because yeah, that granola is really I, easy to make and it's great and it's yeah. a great go-to snack or i have it with for breakfast i throw a couple berries in with it uh, well she's very creative it, it changes every week man yeah and, I love it. and i'm just like hey you changed this didn't you and she's <laughs> like do you like it 
And I'm like, yeah. Or that sometimes it's like, well, I like the one the week before a little bit more, but this is good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> try to be diplomatic. But yeah, well, um, you know, you're her experiment. That's essentially how. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're the test subject. I'm always that. Person. He's always the test subject. Yeah. But um, you know, the other thing too that I really noticed about going being primal is that the sugar cravings go away also. They you do. know, if and you I stick know with it, they do right. Yeah. yeah, it's if you stick with it, it's like. I mean, I definitely have a sweet tooth. I love my chocolate. But, I, it's you know, since I've been doing this, I don't even really want it anymore. I can totally skip dessert. At, you know, if we would go out to eat at a restaurant, I, I'd be the one that's, oh, I really want dessert. And now I, I completely yeah. bypass all of that. And yeah. I know with You Jim, don't crave it, right? Yeah. And yeah. I know with Jimmy, too, if he has eats a little too much sugar or something, he feels it. Oh, for but, sure. You know, yeah, and that's and that's great for people to hear because I mean, even when Mark Sisson was on Doctor Oz talking about paleo for pain, you know, the three things, you know, everybody that's just inflammatory that we definitely know are grains, dairy, and sugar for yeah. sure, and some are autoimmune with the arthritis or with Hashimoto's with the grains. Um, but no, it's so great, and I'm so uh, it's so fun that. You were really the last person on earth, but then also became a successor in my book because of your your levels of antibodies going down. I mean, the proof is really in the blood work when it comes to that. And for people that don't understand why having antibodies or higher levels of them is a bad thing, it's because antibodies equal inflammation. And the high presence of antibodies equals a greater percentage of chance of other issues and problems and other autoimmune issues and other things down the road. So you want to keep those lows possible. And it's just amazing that you can do that through diet, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really, you know, and it's, funny because when I first started this I'm like okay I'm going to give it a try and then as I learned more and learned more and then I started seeing the difference in my blood work and I started seeing the difference in Jimmy and I said okay well this works this really works and I'm going to keep going with it you know because you know a lot of people joked you know and kind of poked fun at me about it because I'm definitely <laughs> the one that will go okay I'll do this or I'll try that all right I'll do it whatever and um I would love to hear some of the objections like because you know we're always there's some classic objections but what are some of the things people have said to you when you've like brought it up that have been you know the the downers the Debbie downers well, they're like, well, it gives you high cholesterol mm -hmm. or your body needs the gluten. Your body needs the grain. <laughs> you need that. You, you know, you need mm -hmm. it just I mean, where are you going to get your carbohydrates from? Um, I mean, your mom would never. No, we tried it. Yeah. yeah, no, we tried. And she just yeah. I don't think really totally understood it. So, yeah, she kind of fell off the wagon. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is I think um People don't understand it, and so they just think, like, well, just tell me what to eat. And they don't understand necessarily, like, the concept behind it, which is really important to understand. Right. I now understand it. And, you know, I understand that uh, carbohydrates become sugar, and, you know, like alcohol becomes sugar, and sugar is really sort of the enemy. It's sort of evil. It's yeah. so evil, and I feel like it's more addictive than crack, because, like, I used to be a sugar addict, and when I'd be on a, a sugar binge, and I'm sure, you know, like, things underneath, like candida and, and stuff can, can feed sugar cravings and all that, which I, I did have, too, but, I mean, it feels like a total crazy addiction. The only yeah. thing is, it usually doesn't ruin people's lives like crack does, but it, <laughs> but it has the same crazy, like, you, and then you go off the train, and then all of a sudden, you're, like, wanting it again, and it almost takes, like, a good week of just starving yourself from the sugar to get back right. on track right i yeah. mean you guys have had blowouts you go to chicago for a wedding and you're like pizza city yeah. right and you're all like yeah. jacked okay. up on the plane <laughs> I know. that's right <laughs> exactly well you know what else is i'm a kind of a budding archaeologist and people 
back 200 years ago, they didn't get cavities like we do. And it's really the sugar and it's the things that become sugar that caused the cavities. Right. You know? It's so funny you said that because actually sugar only came on the scene about 200 years ago and then dairy came on the scene about 7,000 years ago and then we really started doing agriculture grains about 10,000 years ago. But, you know, there's this, and and, and this is going to sound like it's a a horrible thing to say, but there's actually, you know, like there used to be a stereotype back in the day about English people having bad teeth and in the book, yeah, and in the book Paleo Manifesto, he talks about the reason why. It's because they were the first to have sugar. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so it's not that it's like there's something inherently wrong with the genetics of English people. It's that yeah. that's just the train that was started because they were right. the first to really right. have it. So, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Cool. And yeah, and in general, just to follow up on that, like all of the evidence suggests that you know our hunter gatherer ancestors and in general never ate more than eighty grams of carbohydrates per day. You know yeah. what I mean? And and if you really look at that. Um, you know, a bowl of pasta will just blow you out of the water, and sometimes even you know too many potatoes or whatnot. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, or a banana or something. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting. I, I yeah. just find this whole thing fascinating. And- well, and I think too, it's like our whole life, everyone's like, stay away from from fat. Fat's bad. Eat non-fat, oh, dairy, yeah, low-fat, non-fat. Other- that's a whole. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, that's you a know, money-making but, scam. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all gimmicks. But, I mean, even grains, it's all marketing gimmick. You know, yeah. whole grains might be technically better, but the detrimental effects of them outweigh any potential nutrient. Like it just makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, it's all yeah, marketing. Exactly, right. exactly. Right. And I think kind of going back to like the whole eating more fats is okay is hard for people to wrap their heads around. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, right, right, yeah. It right. is. It's a real tough thing to consciously eat fat and sometimes even eat fat alone, but that's okay. Right. And it feels right. weird, right? But like, for yeah. example, you know what I did before this podcast is I was actually like not really hungry for serious food, but a little, I need a little something and I ate half an avocado with salt. Done. Yeah. My brain's great. I'm doing fine. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's weird though, because normally I would never think to just eat that by itself. Right. 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 But that sounds good. Maybe I'll go make one. <laughs> well, aside from the primal stuff, tell us what's going on because you guys have a lot of exciting stuff. Jimmy, you've got you've done the composing on a couple of films that have come out and <laughs> tell us a little bit about first of all, just back in the day I want to hear you know, Air Supply, we all we all love some of the, the anthems. What was like one of like your most memorable experiences playing with that band? Oh, I would have to say going to South America and being surrounded by guys with submachine guns on stage <laughs> Wow! And trying to do crowd control. That's something that really sticks out that I wasn't used to when I first, you know, joined the, <laughs> the band. And they, they're huge in South America. Um, they're, you know, El Grupo Romantico. Oh, and my gosh. That was so always crazy. our headline, you know. <laughs> um, El Grupo Romantico? Yeah. Oh, and um, they absolutely love them. And so does, um, like, Taiwan and... Taipei and you know but um it's funny these places just they're like gods there so that was I mean that was so much fun doing that but you've worked with everyone I mean just so people know out there you're the one that came up with and did the whole Yahoo logo right like the yodeling the Yahoo right and also priceline.com like you're the voice of that uh yeah that was actually uh um, Expedia Expedia right I'm sorry sorry oops that's okay oops i Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I forgot for a second, too. I'm like, Priceline? Wait. <laughs> You're like, I never got a check for that. Hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I started getting into ads after a while because, you know, you can't 
it's hard to make money, especially back in the eighties on the road. It was hard to make money, and I mean, I, I I just wanted to branch out. So I got opportunities from different people to to write for, uh, you know, you let Yahoo that Yahoo thing. They were it, it was in nineteen ninety six. Wow, and they were a nothing organization and um, just a startup startup company and they were like hey you know can you come up with something clever fun you know so this came up yahoo you know it's very simple but and it had like um, there's actually a dog howling in it if you really listen to it closely and nice yeah I I played banjo and um, it caught on and I have I think it kind of helped their Whole campaign. Oh, absolutely! No, yeah. it's such a catchy thing, and so it sticks in the mind. I mean, I think everybody would be able to like repeat that. Yahoo! <laughs> everybody knows that, you know. So it's, it's like three notes. Yeah, it's three, right? Notes. Three, three very memorable notes. But you also, I mean, so many commercials. You've had commercials on TV yeah. everywhere. You and, yeah. and what's great about you is you literally can sound like anybody, and you play all sorts of instruments. Your studio is just like an awesome guitar collection. But back <laughs> in the day, you were in like Cheryl Crow's first band and right. and Cher. Yeah. Like, tell yeah. us about some of those experiences. Like, uh, you worked with Celine Dion before she was even famous. So, That's and right. how how are the what were those like? Were you in a studio well, you know, just rocking tracks with them or? Well, here's the thing: is I met Cheryl Crow because I, my good friend Steve Picaro, who's the uh, keyword player for Toto, uh, had me come in and uh, he would hire me for a lot of uh, things. I was kind of a studio guitar player back then. This is like 1984. And I did a demo for Rob Lowe. Nice. <laughs> was he trying to be, I mean, did he cut an album then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. And um, so, so I did that and uh, Cheryl Crow heard me on the demos because she, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, actually. I don't know if she was friends with Steve or with uh, Rob, but anyway, she was impressed by my guitar playing, so that's how I got involved with that, and so we had a band, and for a couple years, with uh, Greg Fillinganes, Jerry Watts on bass, Armand Grimaldi on drums, it was really a great band, and then she, uh, I, you know, you know, I gotta tell you, I didn't think that it really had anything, and I just, that's when I decided to go with Air Supply. Because, you know, they were already established. She was kind of like a roots thing, you know, from the ground up. And I, I felt like, you know, I, I don't really want to go through this again. Because I had another band that we tried. We got a record deal on A&M. And it was a long haul. You know, it was a lot of work. And I, I didn't want to start over. So I just wanted to jump on a boat with an established band. So I did that. And um, and they're still playing, right? They're playing in Beirut real soon, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they sure are. I know, I know you skipped out on that one, but occasionally you do join in and you play with Yes, the band Yes as well. Yep, yep. And actually my best friend's going to be here in about two seconds. He's the bass player for Yes. But um, I've worked with him on a lot of projects with Yes. His name's Billy Sherwood. And I've done spinoffs with John Anderson and, you know, some of the various members. But anyway, I got involved with them in 1990, a producer hired me as you know a studio guitar player but i ended up replacing all the guitar tracks that their guitar player the yeses guitar player steve howe had put down because the record label wanted something a little more accessible and commercial so so i added that to the album nice yeah so that was sort of the involvement and then from there i made friends with with most of the guys in the band, it's, except the guitar player. The guitar player, 
kind of hated me, you know. Oh, no. Wasting <laughs> a lot of his stuff. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, that's the biggest form of flattery, you know. It's Absolutely. like, I don't know, I, I was trying to emulate him, too. They wanted me to sound like him in his early days. So that's what I was trying to do. You so, were like the ghost of his past. Uh, yes. Guitar. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I know we've got to, we'll wrap it up here in a, in a second. Um, but tell us, uh, there's a couple of movies you've composed recently, right? Yeah. Um, well, in the past, you know, decade. Um, tell us about your latest projects. Well, I just finished a movie called Man Down, which is going to be released in uh, November. Mm-hmm. And it's starring Shia LaBeouf and uh, Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Um, and I'm, that director's Ditto Montiel, and I, I really believe in this movie. I think it's going to be great. Big. Man down. Nice. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm working on a new uh, movie with him called The Clapper, and it's a book that was put out, I guess, in like, gosh, 2007 or something like that, based on a book that Ditto wrote, actually. <laughs> it's, it's about, basically, it's, a, it's the life of a guy who makes his living by going on to being in the audience for like Judge Judy, for the, you know. Right, like one of the, it's almost like a, a career extra. Yes, exactly, career yeah. extra. And he made a career at it, and it's just sort of about his life. So yeah. it's so funny, though. Oh, my gosh, the stories are amazing. And, yeah, you can e- actually get the book online and check it out. It's called The Clapper because nice. he claps for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're in the studio, Dan. I'm assuming you probably also notice like an energy shift and being able to maybe sustain a little bit better workflow, oh, yes. or has that oh. not been affected? Or? Well, the thing is, I don't reach for sugar anymore, you know? Right. I used to. So I just, I try to do the bars, and I guess iced tea is a little bit a part of it, but that's yeah. okay, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no one ever, yeah, no one ever get fat from drinking iced okay. tea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can say that. Yeah, and Kara, you're well. You're also a producer and a writer, and you've worked on stuff. Any um, composing and commercials that are out there right now that we'd be like, "Oh, you did that," or like anything playing in the world out there that we would know of, other than what uh, we do know, like the major Yahoo stuff you did in the past. Yeah, right now I'm just trying to. We did that. We just did a bunch of um, commercials for Netflix. Right. That nice. are out there, and um, mm-hmm. for yeah, some, we did all the new Netflix stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, CenturyLink, we're working yeah. on some CenturyLink stuff, and um, I have some other stuff coming up that's kind of like in the queue that I'm not sure about yet, but it's... That you can't mention. I can't talk right. about it, but... <laughs> Super secret Hollywood stuff, I get it. stuff, so... Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of good, a lot of stuff happening. I guess I'll, I'll leave this podcast by letting everyone know that the three of us did watch The Revenant together, and we're still eating meat after. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a really uh, interesting evening. Yeah, that was a, I felt like that was the most primal we'd gotten together. Exactly. <laughs> thank, thank you guys so much for coming on the show and just sharing your experience with going primal and. Um, you know, thank you again for coming yeah, on. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks, Al. Anytime. We're here. All yeah. right. Have a good one. Okay, yeah, thanks. Okay. You too. Okay, bye. Are you someone who appreciates a fast, casual dining experience? Is it important that the taste of your food and the freshness of the ingredients take center stage? Well, bringing that experience to a table near you is the mission of the hottest new franchise concept in North America, Primal Kitchen Restaurants. If you want to learn more about this one-of-a-kind franchising opportunity, go to PrimalKitchenRestaurants.com. That's PrimalKitchenRestaurants.com.